Welcome to the B10 podcast with Justin and Alex. So I pulled this quote um, from a page on Instagram. It's called Peace, Love, and Meat. Uh, within that, um, well, not part of the page, but a thread from that page is from a guy named uh, Mitchell Strength on Instagram. Um, I owe the credit to this quote to him, but uh, I felt it was pretty strong, so I want to go through it. <clears throat> and uh, discuss it here so get it going um, how clean is your home have you swept and mopped the floors have you made your bed this morning have you done last night's dishes have you repaired that which is broken what about your financial situation have you paid your bills and honored your debts are you fiscally disciplined or do you live it up on credit? How is your physicality, your vitality, your capability? Are you moving and performing to the very best of your potential? Are you in any sort of physical pain? How is your ability to act? What about your mental and emotional health? Have you processed Pat's past hurts and traumas? Have you identified the areas in which you've self-sabotaged? What about addiction? How are your relationships and friendships? Are they mutually beneficial and reciprocal? Or are they toxic? Or are they riddled with resentments, jealousies, and animosities? Try changing the burnt-out light bulb in your basement before changing the world. Build yourself up along with those in your community. Disabuse yourself from the notion that behaving recklessly and irresponsibly while waiting or wishing for the world to burn or break down is anything more than baseline self-pity and infantile indulgence. So as I said before, I got this quote off of Instagram. Uh, I do most of my, you know, trolling, snooping, hanging around um, on Instagram. Not a big Facebook guy, but uh, it was written by um, a guy named at Mitchell Strength. I saw it as a post on uh, Peace, Love, and Meat, uh, which is, I, I don't know if it's completely run, but uh, it's run by a guy named Brandon Lilly. Uh, he's a uh, powerlifter I've been following for a very long time. <clears throat> uh, very smart dude, but um, I usually don't read, you know, ton of captions and everything on there. I'm more of a picture guy, you know, bright colors, easy stuff, cool stuff. But, uh, you know, certain people I will definitely uh, read through the captions, and he is one of those uh, people that I always take the time to look into for sure. Um Anyway, uh, so what what I did is um, you can't read this as, you know, segments. You got to look at it from a holistic point of view. You got to look at it as an entire piece. Um, after you do that, you got to let it sink in and you got to really realize, you know, reflect on it. That's what it's meant to do. Uh, you want to treat each uh, each piece each sentence you know 
as the staircase to reality. Um, each question being a step. Uh, then once you're at the top, once you've you know finished that last sentence there, uh, turn around, look down, and see how they all came together. So I'm here with Alex. I'll give him a chance to uh, chime in now. But uh, I felt it was definitely something worth discussing. It's pretty pretty good caption. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I agree with you totally there. It you can't look at it all as just one thing that you're going to read and breeze past you got to piecemeal it take a look at it break it down and really read each question and kind of self-diagnose or you know try to in an effort to make yourself better or the people that you love better take a look through this with them even and if if you're married or you got a girlfriend husband kids whatever use this as like a stepping stone in the right direction if mm -hmm. i think if you feel that you know things could be a little bit better for sure um oh yeah totally agree with you there so um what we did is we broke it down into a couple pieces um basically walking through how he you know, starts it out as trivial, little, small, easy questions. Uh, steps it up into some larger issues. Um, then touches on, you know, some personal stuff with your, you know, fitness, wellness, things like that. And then, you know, really hits home at your fundamentals and your morals. Um, <clears throat> so, the first chunk uh is the five lines here how clean is your home have you swept them off the floors your bed dishes have you repaired it which is broken you know these are as as i see it they're you know trivial little chores that can carry over into a lot of wasted time you know if left to pile up you know i mean even for me for sure it's definitely led to a couple you know fights with my wife you know take out the garbage you know little things like that it's 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 really stupid because at the end of it it has to get done anyway so just execute just do it it's it's not a big deal and for me this kind of speaks to how disciplined you are so oh, if yeah. you let these things get out of hand at home what are you going to do at work or at your buddy's house do you do you not have the discipline or even the the respect to Put your put your plate in the sink when you're done with it, or right. you know, hey man, your trash can's full. Let me take that out for you. Yep. If if you're not taking care of stuff like that at your own home, probably a good chance that you're not using it outside of the home either. Yeah, I mean that that goes along too. I mean, even if you have kids, you know, if they don't see the parents doing the right thing, they're not going to give a shit either. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just gonna kind of act out do whatever they see yeah and it's like you said uh trivial little chores that carry over uh in you know if left in a in a pile they just yeah build up and up and up and yeah. up and then now you're stuck you don't know where to begin yeah it's not like there's just a little fairy that's just gonna all like just fly around and you know 
sweep and mop all the floors and you know clean your house for you you know that's that's what my mom used to say when i was growing up oh really oh the laundry fairy came (laughs) (laughs) nice my wife says the same thing to me it's like elves yeah but you're like 30 now well yeah i know which is pretty bad and i still don't do this shit sometimes but i mean he he definitely has a point though you know it's these little things that you know take up a whole lot of time and can be very, very overwhelming and could be the source of a lot of unnecessary fights, conversations, whatever, if you just take three minutes and walk the garbage out. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your hand gets a little covered in, you know, some nasty sauce, but you get to go outside at night, you know, it's probably a nice night out, whatever, and even if it's raining, it's totally fine, you're good. It's- but uh, I mean, you get to walk a little bit, you get to go outside and get to, and, and you're helping the significant other too. You're helping your wife, helping your husband, mm-hmm. whatever, just, just do it. But he, he uses those to then phase into the next chunk of questions here. Um, talking about financial situations, uh, your bills and your debts and <clears throat> your fiscal discipline you know these are obviously much larger life issues that you know if these pile up if you're not paying attention to these and that could seriously um leave you in a whole world of hurt mm-hmm. here i agree this is definitely the next step in taking care of, of big boy responsibilities if you will mm-hmm. uh you learn from a young age, you know, you don't have money to worry about. So you take the trash out, you help out at home. But as, as you get older and you more mature, you get a job and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the next step in that staircase that you were talking about mm-hmm. that this kind of portrays. Um, yeah, it, it, it really, you know, is the next layer, if you will. So you have your, you know, small little details. Then you have the next layer on top of that, which is your house, your car, your loans, your, I mean, whatever you have that, you know, Uncle Sam needs, he's going to get it. The banks need, they're, they're going to get it. So if, if, if you're not worried about it, if you're not taking the time to focus on you know, making sure more money's coming in than going out, then it's going to be very challenging for you to, you know, live a functional life and provide for those around you. So now what is your opinion? I guess. So, okay. You meet all your monthly minimum payments or Mm -hmm. on your loans or credit card payments all that stuff Mm -hmm. um you're not really putting away any money Mm -hmm. but you have the fiscal uh ability to sort of live it up to go out to dinner every five days a week because you don't want to cook at home and stuff like that what is Mm -hmm. what is your opinion on that you have the money why not spend it so that's a very good point uh, my my thought, I mean, I, I like spending money. I have cool stuff. I like to think, you know, 
Um, but my my thought is is it's it's all in what you prioritize. So if you are spending money now, you know, with within relatively within your means, um, you take care of all your bills first. At least you got that taken care of. And then you have another, I don't know, three hundred bucks a week, whatever. You you could take that twelve hundred bucks and save half of it. Could you'd save all of it? You could save none of it. But if you don't do something like that, then what you're doing is you're prioritizing now over later. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to be able to, you know, help fund your retirement? Do you want to be able to get something even larger later in life? Do you want to? I mean, really, all it is is your choices and your priorities. Mm-hmm. So. Either way, I can see validity in either course of action, if you will. Mm-hmm. But just don't be that guy who's, you know, complaining that they never have anything when they're 50. But when they were 25, they were out, you know, not prepping their meals because it was hard and they didn't want to cook and it takes time and blah, 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 and blah. And there's dishes to do. Yeah. And then there's dishes. You go back to those little details. So at the end of the day, it's all about choices whether you want to prioritize, you know, 30 years from now or have a little fun now. There's, you know, good things about both. You don't want to completely spend everything in trash so you got nothing later, but you don't want to be so tight right now that you don't even, you know, get a bottle of water for whatever, or you can't, you know, help someone out when your buddy's out if they need it. Yeah, I I agree, and I uh, agree with your opinion completely. And I've kind of lived both lifestyles where, you know, I've been, mm. I moved out of the house at 18 mm-hmm. and I, I just kind of, I didn't really put a lot away. I wasn't worried about it. Mm-hmm. I was 18. What do I care? And that caught up with me. Mm. And, um, obviously now I, I care a lot more about my retirement, even though that's still 20 years from now or whatever mm-hmm. than I did back then. Um, if I can bend anyone's ear for five minutes, I'll tell yeah. them not to live for today. For sure. I, yeah. I mean, I'm like a, I don't know, 90, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 85, 15, well, maybe. I mean, you got to treat yourself. Yeah. You got to indulge. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be that stickler. That yeah. Person who could have had so much or done so much, but they. We're too afraid. I see Agreed. what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really your choices. That's it. It's mm-hmm. what you prioritize. Um. But uh, yeah. So he's getting getting back to his quote here. Um, he starts to touch on some larger life issues there, um, with the uh, financial situation and fiscal t- discipline. Um. What I I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to gradually dig deeper, uh, past your basic concept of just you know your, you know fundamental right and wrong and should do should not do, and actually get to your morals and actually, you know, question who you are and what you do and what you prioritize as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, a greater responsibility is with the answer that you give 
for each question, you know, as it progresses. So the next five, um, how's your physicality, your vitality, capability? You know, he's touching on your physical fitness, the well-being of your body. Um, what do you what do you think about that? So how how do you prioritize your physical fitness, wellness, and everything like that over other things in your life? So, or do you prioritize it? I do. I yep. do prioritize it. It's and it shows. I mean, other than it being part of my job, mm-hmm. um, it. I wake up in the morning, and I I have the unique ability to be able to work out while I'm at work, mm-hmm. if, and that's the first thing I do. And if I miss it for whatever reason because I overslept or I had a meeting or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. The rest of my day is pretty crappy mm-hmm. until I'm able to go for that quick three mile run or spend 45 minutes downstairs in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this should be one of the first things on your prioritized list mm-hmm. of uh, taking care of me, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. um, next to family and close friends i agree with that um if if you can't take care of yourself like actually take care of yourself not with finances or Mm -hmm. whatever if you're not in good health you're no good to anybody else especially yourself yeah yeah i mean as i see it the your your body because it's really the only thing you have you know, that's like actually you being you, yeah. that's really all you got. Mm-hmm. You know, you could spend, you know, you see the number in your bank account reads whatever, but you don't actually have that money sitting in front of you. No. As long as that number is greater than the thing that you're spending, then you can get things. And on top of that, if you're a couch potato, how are you going to mm. go out and enjoy all those nice things? Yeah, exactly. You don't see a 400 pound dude sitting in a Lamborghini. Right. Well, not too many of them, but you really don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very true. You don't see a lot of people that are very accomplished and that contribute to society in ways of, you know, giving their time, giving their treasure, giving their talent back to the human race that are not physically capable that do not take care of themselves Mm -hmm. you know i mean that that's probably what what i think is your body's your most precious possession you know it's 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 what you got if you take care of it it'll take care of you through and through yep but capability is is more than physical capability here Mm. um, that's a good point yeah you know you 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 have people that are really strong right that can deadlift 550 Mm. Those people. But what are what's your SAT scores? What were your SAT scores? Not I not not the best. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You can contribute to society um, being, you know, taking care of your education. I think I got like a four seventy in writing. I got a confession. I didn't even take them. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I did take the ASVAP though, that's about all. Uh, yeah, I took the ASVAP and the SATs, that's it. Yeah, ASVAP was a requirement, though. Yeah, true. I only get to 
can only do things I get told to do. Yeah. I looked at my I looked at my iperms yesterday and I saw the nineteen sixty six form. That's like the initial entry. Oh yeah. Form. Mm-hmm. And it has just a bunch of numbers at the bottom, but they're not like split out like your GT, your GM, whatever. I don't know all the other scores. So I didn't know what they were really. Um, and uh, I got the converter thing, if you will, that showed like what the numbers are. Oh, like the. And how they translate to each the section. down of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I totally didn't even remember really taking that test. The at ASVAB. All. Yeah, yeah, it's that. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I I don't know how they they were like 120s, mm-hmm. 140s, 130s, something like that. Okay. But I don't know if that's I know I know like there's like a a math uh, Yeah. a was it the writing? Yeah. Um the math I think memory. is the GT one. Yeah. That's like the you know, like they have the gears turning and this turns one way, and this one, what's this gear turn? What mm-hmm. way? Uh, I don't really remember. Uh, I don't think. I honestly never needed them for anything in my military career exactly. at all. I took Just, the thing, never even thought about it's a number. it. After, yeah. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Because there are schools that have a minimum GT score requirement. Correct. Yeah. Personally, I'm far below some of those. Yeah, I don't. And I yeah. do fine. I, I, I saw like a. You know, one of them was like a 90, I think, to be a medic in the GT, like a 90, I think, whatever. And, but I don't even know if that's like high. I really have no idea. Actually, that's really low. Oh, is it 90? Yeah, because because the Master Fitness school, that Mm -hmm. was a a 110. Mm. And Really? 110 GT? 110 GT. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I could be totally wrong with that medic thing, too, but... (laughs) You know that? I think that one's 110 or 120. I'm thinking something else is 90. I don't know. Our medics are smart. I don't know. Are you, maybe that. you're talking about overall scores of 90. Maybe. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got like a 47. And the, they were like, you can have three jobs. There are some medics in in our, our unit that are smart, some that are a little different. Yeah, well, I think that the different ones probably got in before ASVAB was a thing. <laughs> and if they took it, they'd probably get like a seven thousand on the ASVAP. Oh, he's a genius, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Speaking of, you know, your body and things. Um, another thing, another point I want to bring up. <clears throat> um, a very small, very very small amount of people actually you know truly live by treating their body as the utmost important you know most prized possession that they have in an even smaller amount of people actually experience what the human body is capable of um i mean sure pushing yourself in the gym pushing yourself you know to do you know very stressful things like i don't know repelling jumping out of an airplane you know that that stuff you got to overcome big time to do that but if you're you know going through a nice little combat patrol step on something that you thought was the normal ground you know then all of a sudden you don't know where you are you're hurling through the air flying upside down 
can't feel anything you land you try to walk nothing's there you know your your body will respond and will still push through it no matter what it is capable of extremely you know in intense situations and responding and carrying you through so it, it's it's it it truly is something that has to be um prioritized in someone's life i mean i like to prioritize mine i think i'm doing okay but you know i do hate vegetables mm. and fruit i'm also allergic to all of them can't eat any of them but i try to stay healthy but if you don't realize you know that it's what you got it's the only one you have yeah. it's it's not going to help you um i do think that that touches it segues really well in, into the next set mm. of uh questions here but real quick before we get to them mm -hmm. um it's i think it's easy to get overwhelmed or not overwhelmed consumed with uh taking care of your body uh, it, it's the same can be for anything else um you should take care of yourself you should realize the capabilities but i don't think that it needs to get to such a level it, you don't need to take it to such the extent that nothing else matters correct that's not the case where it consumes you yeah mm -hmm. that's just not the case yep and you know maybe you've seen it yourself or mm -hmm. i know i've seen it where not necessarily working out but something that's really important in someone's life for four years of it just totally consumes them mm -hmm. they uh lose friendships oh yeah they lose uh the respect of their family members they mm -hmm. lose out on money all these things start to pile up so oh, yeah yes it is important things are important but keep in mind none of that would be possible without people that brought you into the world correct so that that's yeah so. and there's always a two sides there's always two sides to any one of these subjects yeah you know you can't go so deep into something that you do it at the expense of 10 other things because then the overall at the end of the day the overall reward isn't worth it mm -hmm. if you go so into fitness so into taking care of your body that you lose all your friends just like you said you miss out on all these opportunities to you know live and experience things then it's totally useless mm -hmm. like i know I, in in my days of competing in bodybuilding i i didn't necessarily like lose friends during that time but there were definitely times where you know people were getting together people were hanging out and um you know pissed off because i've been eating or i'm super hungry or in a horrible mood or whatever i can't do you know, anything, and do I regret it? At the end of the day, no, I don't because of what I learned. Um, I see that as the value out of it. But I was lucky enough to go through that phase, if you will, understand it, learn, and did not let it consume me. But I mean, there's people I know, and I'm pretty close with some of those people in that world, um, powerlifting, bodybuilding, that. 
severely have you know lost a lot but to them that that's their choice that's what they want to do mm-hmm. and overall that that's the greater reward but i hope they don't go back someday and you know regret it right so there's definitely that fine line of something um that you got to choose and it's not worth it to me mm. i know it's not worth it to do something like that at the expense of everything else yeah i i like to achieve great things yeah and I winning like, i like to have someone awesome on the podium with me mm-hmm. someone that helped for sure know, get me there supported me even you mm-hmm. know i mean they're not going to move the weight for me that's my job correct but, but you know just to have their support yeah it means a lot oh yeah for sure and that perfect sentence there have other people support moving in the next block here um mental and emotional health processed you know past hurts and traumas that's that's a big one mm-hmm. that's a heavy statement there um identify the areas in which you self-sabotaged you know those those areas are probably that that subject i would say is probably very challenging for a lot of people to speak about because it requires them to look inside and not only find someone comfortable enough that they feel like sharing it with, but telling themselves what they're not. I'm not talking about like, okay, I want to be a pro golfer. You look inside, okay, maybe I'm not the best golfer. I'm not the guitar prodigy or something of the world. Cool. But, you know, looking at, looking inside with addiction you know, things like that. It's very, very challenging for people to understand to themselves or, I mean, at admit to themselves and come to the realization because it just kills them. They don't want to face themselves. They're their own worst issue, their own worst enemy with that stuff. Yeah, and just to kind of bring, bring this a little bit full circle here, I know mm-hmm. we're not quite you know, at, at the end, but, mm-hmm. um, get your mind right. Right. Yeah. If you're in a crappy mood, are you, are you going to want to take care of the freaking trash? No, you're going to want to, you know, slump out on the couch and watch Sunday, Sunday football. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, you know, feeling sad, uh, you know, when your anniversary of whatever mistake you made or, you know, somebody's passing mm-hmm. or whatever, you don't want to get in the gym. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's, you got to look inside yourself. Like you said, find a way to cope with Mm -hmm. or break through that barrier and deal with it, move past it, do whatever you got to do, but, Mm -hmm. um, definitely don't just let it sit there and, and fester. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always like the, you know, steps of grieving I, I forget what they are but yeah you know um that that one quote have you processed past hurts and trauma or not quote question have you processed past hurts and traumas that that's a um very you know if you can get past that if you can process them just like you know experiencing what your body can physically do that is probably one of the most freeing 
things you can do for your mind should you be in a situation like that. Like there's always, you know, these self-help books, things like that. But it, at the end of the day, personally, I think that if you continue to, you know, cope with it in certain ways where you try to get away from it, you draw or whatever to like escape from things that's okay i i guess Mm -hmm. but if you don't ever address it and realize that it's there it happened it's not going away even though it already physically did the pain's still there if you don't find out a way to cope with that to process it to understand it and that way might be you know finding your new mission or finding the next thing like a lot of people once they get out of the military they don't know what the hell is going on mm-hmm. they you know they're used to being in the military then they have to wear a suit every day drive 45 minutes in horrible traffic show up you know work their own whatever they're doing at their desk or whatever and then you know come home and they they don't know what to do with themselves mm-hmm. a a way to deal with that is maybe finding a new mission, you know, volunteer somewhere, help other people. But that that's probably one of the deepest questions I think in this whole thing is process past hurts and traumas. Because more often than not too, you know, other issues like with your employees or with other people in the military or something like that. I know I've experienced it mm-hmm. uh, relatively recently. The, the, the issue is, is people are burying stuff and they don't want to explain it because they, one, don't trust other people around them. They haven't addressed it themselves. And it's just coming out to a garbage attitude, garbage work ethic. And if they take the time to process it, they help themselves and they help those around them mm-hmm. and, and they get through it. And they think that processing it is so horrible. It's so awful that they can't do it. But they're they're not in it alone. There's tons of other people that are willing to help to, you know, get, get them through it. It's a real thing. Uh, and, and chances are you're not the only one that's been through something like that. Yeah. And chances are if you're young, life is going to get a lot worse. It's really not easy. I don't know if it'll get worse, but you'll definitely experience. Yeah, there's worse. other things I yeah. would say. Yeah, a girlfriend yeah. breaking up with you is not correct. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You that know. that that's I mean, it's not yeah. like you know if someone passes away in your life, it's going to get worse, and your whole family's going to die. No, it's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying though is 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 it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Other people have dealt with a lot worse things than you have, and they've pulled through. And they have pulled through. Mm-hmm. Others haven't. But a lot have. Yeah. And if you forget that, if you, you know, don't process things like that, don't even attempt to, then me, I see that as being selfish. You're not taking the time to help yourself to help others. Mm -hmm. You're being selfish because you don't want to do it. Yeah. And you're just, you know, playing into your own weakness. Just an excuse. Face it Mm -hmm. and figure it out. You're not alone. So I'll share something quick. Yep. Um, and it just ties into this perfectly. It's a personal, personal experience. Yep, yep. So when I was working a f- 
funeral honors. Mm-hmm. I had a coworker in the military who killed himself, and we had to do his funeral. We had to go to the, the mm. we had to go to the wake and do casket guard. We had the pall bear. We had to fold the flag for him. For him. Mm. I. That must have been tough. I did not have time to mourn. Yeah. I had a job to do, right? Mm-hmm. So it was not until about a month ago, and this was five, oh, wow. six years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was not until about a month ago when I put the ASUs back on. Mm-hmm. I, I did a funeral in my town because they asked me if I wanted to, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll help you guys out, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, And I started kind of, those feelings started to come back, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to make sure or do what I can to make sure that this doesn't happen to people. So I started going online and I found these foundations mm-hmm. and uh, these things I can donate to, yeah. to, you know, try to help with the research, try to help with the care, try to help with the hardships that some of these guys might be going through that lead to yeah. committing suicide. Right. Yeah. And I found this thing, uh, till Valhalla project. I'm actually wearing the bracelet right now. Yep. And I'm like, I'm going to donate and I'm going to get this cool bracelet. And if people ask me about it, I'm going to share my story and this there is why go. I donate. So, it, you know, it, and it, it's kind of weird sharing it. I never really shared it this openly yeah, before, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, since doing that, it mm-hmm. was, it was a low. I took a kind of a deep dive down and, mm-hmm. um, you know, wasn't myself for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be like this. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend doesn't like it. Yeah. She doesn't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. So let me turn the volume back up and execute and move on. Yeah. Cause you looked at it logically. You took the emotion out of it. And looked at, you know, if you're acting this way, it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone around you. You have to feel the emotion. Yeah, it was totally, you, it was totally selfish. You, you, well. I know for me, I was like, I, I don't want to feel like this again. Oh, well then <laughs> there you go on the other side of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's, it's good though, because you have to feel that emotion. You have mm-hmm. to understand what it's like because then you learn as a person you can help others because you felt like that, which is what they have felt mm-hmm. or currently are feeling or whatever the situation is, and you've come out of it. Mm-hmm. So that that is a very, very, very strong, you know, tie to that exact situation. So Yeah, and I, it feels good to be able to open up and, and share it, share my experience, how yeah. I, uh, just a, a way for me that's worked for me to get past you know, past hurts and, and traumas. Yeah. No, that's that's spot on. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, will will bury stuff, will not address things, and that's definitely a good coping mechanism to move through it. Yeah. For sure. Um, give back, contribute, help others. Um so last couple of sentences here. Um your relationships and friendships. Um, that's another 
piece that I feel pretty strongly about here before we get to the last paragraph. Um, so mutually beneficial and reciprocal, um, and then resentments, jealousies, animosities. So um, I, I like to try to process things in a rather simple way. Uh, overall, all we have is our body. It's about it. Really, there's nothing else like that sweet watcher wherein, you know, it's just a thing. You know, it's made. Yeah, you don't really have it. It's on my body, though. True. It's part of your body. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I'm just be, messing around. Be one with the watch. No, yeah, it, it's... Well, it's got laser shooting into my wrist. Oh, yeah. So we are kind of one. True. Measuring the velocity. VO2 max. Yeah, of your blood and everything. Yeah. Stuff. No, I, mean, I don't know how people went through life without that. Uh, I mean, I've got one too, so I got <laughs> it. I got it. It, it. it. So with your physical body, other than that, um, you don't have much, but what you do have is priceless. You have choices and you have relationships. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, mostly all other things, you know, are are just that. They're things. They're made. They're not, you know, worth a lot. Sure, they're worth a lot of money and whatever. You know, they can have sentimental value, stuff like that. But people aren't judged on what they have. Sure, people judge people for lifestyles and things like that. But they're not judged on what they have. They're morally judged, like deep down, they're morally judged on what they do mm-hmm. and the relationships they have with others. Um, you are how you act in your actions or your choices. So the, the relationships you choose to form or not, um, create or pass up, uh, focus on and improve or let die, fizzle out, um, they they can be sources of happiness, uh, wealth, trust, joy, freedom, you know, self-worth. And to relate what we were talking about before, you know, they can be the reason you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, is as simple as your relationships. But you have to choose to prioritize them. You have to choose to live that certain way. You have to choose to not feel a certain way you have to you you have the choice to not feel a certain way and that choice to you know turn that new page with yourself can lead to relationships that are hands down the most important thing that you can form on this earth like you know you can make all these companies you can have you know five billion dollars doesn't matter mm-hmm. but your relationships are how you're judged they are the most important thing you can have out there they're they're totally priceless yeah and it's it, it's great that you bring that up because kind of the whole time we're talking ab- about this quote um what's going through my mind is how do outsiders see me hmm so from the very beginning if somebody comes into my house and the dishes aren't 
done or the dishes mm. aren't put away. I have a stack of laundry that's got to get folded or whatever. How do they view me? Whether I know them, they're the, one of my best friends or not. Right. How do they view me? Um, same thing, you know, if I'm having a crappy day and, you know, the storm clouds are above my head and I'm walking down the street head hung low, what are, what are people's opinions of me? Yep. They don't know me, but they see that and maybe they don't want to know me. That could be one of the, uh, one of the, what's the opposite of benefit? Mm. Detriment, maybe. Yeah. Okay. It could sure. be. Maybe that know. guy has an amazing opportunity for me, but he doesn't want to talk to me because my head's hung low. He thinks I'm not a good fit for whatever he's, Yeah. you know? So the other O three in the three shop, the new one from active duty, mm-hmm. he was, so he just moved from uh, Kentucky. He was in 101st Airborne. Campbell. Yeah. Comes here. Uh, he has an engineering degree from West Point. Mm-hmm. He lives, I don't know, somewhere in the sub base. Mm-hmm. And he's walking down the street, you know, with his wife and his kid. And he sees a dude, like, outside in the car in, in the guy's driveway. In his driveway? Or... No, like in, 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 in he's he's walking down the street, he sees another house. Okay. And this guy who owns a house is outside, you know, doing in, whatever. In his own driveway. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm so done. so in his own driveway, but the guy's license plate mm. says engineer. Oh, cool. On the license plate. Oh, okay. So he stops and talks to him and he ended up working at E B mm-hmm. for like thirty years. And he said, Hey, you know, I just moved here from Kentucky. I don't have a civilian job yet in the engineering world. Um, and I saw your license plates as engineer. I figured I'd come and ask you what you do. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I worked at EB, you know, 30 years. So he talked to some people. And since he did that about three weeks ago, he's had five interviews. Wow. At, you know, EB for different positions. Or the, I don't know if he took any of them, but that right there, how you carry yourself, what relationships you choose to make, mm-hmm. you know, that that's totally life changing. Yeah. Now the chances of that are extremely low. Well, I mean but total, you, total but you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh total like min- millennial quote. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Correct. I mean it's like you know that's the, the cheesy as hell, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah. You can never win a lottery unless you buy a ticket. Don't waste your money on the lottery. Well, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Oh wow, that's cool that happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was walking down the street and he saw a license plate said engineer on it. Yeah. Stop and talk to the guy. Then after it he gave him like bottle of wine, I think, said thanks for all you've done everything and you know, I had wow. a couple interviews. Yeah, I haven't asked him if he if any of them came to anything yeah. but oh I, I mean it's pretty just, awesome just more relationships 100 percent, yeah relationships are key i mean if you look at it from the military leadership side of it or you know like a program manager in the civilian world or team leader any sort of group thing if you don't have a good relationship with those who are working for you or those that you're working for it's going to be impossible to win. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to complete the mission. You're not going to be able to get the project done. Whatever. It's just going to be total mayhem the entire time. I I disagree. I think it is still possible because okay. somebody is going mm-hmm. to step up 
and yep. it's going to be painful. Yep. But yep. you yep. could still get it done. That that's you definitely carry the weight of somebody else. Yep. Or you know, you might be the low guy in the totem pole, but mm-hmm. you you come up with these great ideas and your boss doesn't want to hear about it. Right. Push those ideas. Maybe the other teams or the the other uh, team members rather really like what you got to add what you mm-hmm. got to bring to the table and maybe they talk to the big boss and like, hey man give this guy a shot but yeah yeah so if if you yourself in the absence of leadership someone's going to lead mm-hmm. okay in the absence of you know that that's stemming a little bit from the relationship point but that person who's not capable isn't going to be able to do it and and the relationships aren't there, you know. Like mm-hmm. me as a company, as a company commander, if I can't, if I have a garbage relationship with the S three or with the BC or the S four or the S four, yes, I'm not going to be able to help my company. Right. You know what I mean? Or if I have an awesome relationship up the chain of command, if I'm a yes man to them, I can do any sort of you know. Sure, I can have these guys here doing whatever, but then I turn around all my PLs and just, you know, treat them like crap and I have a crap relationship going down, then I'm going to be totally useless and ineffective as a company commander. And one of my PLs, I would hope, if I was like that, you know, would step up and would lead and would bring to me, you know, hey man, you're kind of being a piece of crap here Mm -hmm. or my first sergeant or whatever but if you don't prioritize those relationships and understand that you're judged on the relationships you make and the choices you make whether you know it or not everybody has something to bring to the table correct yes i'm glad you brought that up that's a huge point of view there's a job for everybody correct yeah and not not to say that you know, everyone gets a trophy at the end of the day. No. And everyone's entitled to anything. Nope. That, that that's definitely not what you're saying. Nope. But if if you're in a platoon, if you're in a group, everyone has something to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And the minute you don't realize that, the minute you you know, I've been in this position for X amount of years. I know a lot. I'm pretty smart. I'm basically a master. You're an idiot. I want nothing to do with you. I do not want to listen to you. Yeah. So sometimes you see that with new guys to the job mm. or new guys to the unit. And I've seen this before. You have a leader that is younger than a subordinate. And just <laughs> that experience mm-hmm. from your, you got to learn everything you can from that man or woman. Mm-hmm. They could be 10 years older than you and they have seen far more than you have. And if you treat them like crap, they know some stuff, man. They've been around on this earth longer than you. They're oh, yeah. They're going to find a way to make sure that you know their pain. Yeah. Another 3,600 days for 10 years. That, that, that That's a lot of time, whether it's, you know, focused on whatever it is or not. That's still more time. I One one way I've always kind of thought about that is, um, you know, if, if someone's older than you, mm-hmm. no matter what, if they're like a, you know, Nothing against, but like if you're like a writer or an artist or someone, you know, on the creative side of the world, mm-hmm. and then you're like a, you know, SEAL operator or something, like totally other end of the spectrum, 
if that dude is like, you know, 75 years old. The writer? Yeah. Okay. But has zero experience within military or, you know, engineering or whatever. And then that other guy has zero experience. You know, their, their lives are totally different. The older person by default, the way I look at it, is they have seniority. Mm-hmm. They have, they've been on the earth longer, regardless of what they, what experience in your field, whatever, you should respect them mm-hmm. no matter what. And vice versa, just because you're the older dude. Oh yeah, it's a two-way street. Yeah, doesn't mean yeah. that, you know, I'm 85 years old and you're only, you know, 40 or I'm the 45-year-old, you know, E7 platoon sergeant and this, this LT is a piece of crap. No, that's not how it goes. No, like it's a two-way street. Yep. And especially if you're working side by side with them, you need a good relationship. You need an yep. understanding of mm-hmm. each other's uh, skills. Yep. And you have to consciously make the choice mm. to take your ego and to take whatever you think you know. And just check it. Yep. Just Put just you know leave it in your car when you go into wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Leave it. I mean, you know. Going back to my bodybuilding days and um, check your ego at the, the door before you go in the gym. Yeah. doesn't matter how much weight's in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's all on how you look. You know, that that's that's what it was. And if you go in there trying to move everything, you're, you're not getting what you need to get out of it. Right. And it, it, say you hit your PR, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, there's two ways that you can react, I guess. Mm-hmm. you're proud of yourself you kind of you know give yourself that little head nod like sick i did it or you could be that loud obnoxious guy that's like yep. oh i did this you can't do this mm-hmm. who, who do you think they're gonna respect more correct exactly and and that that's another fine word you use there is respect mm-hmm. and your choices the relationships you make respect and trust will come out of all of that. Oh, yeah. But you have to choose to do it. You, mm-hmm. you, you're not entitled to anything. You have to choose to do it yourself. Yeah. And you have the choice. Mm-hmm. Like, completely you have the choice. Yeah. And you have to make the choice. If you don't, others will. Yeah. And you will fail and you will burn and you will lose. Done. Don't do nothing. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do nothing. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, so uh, moving on here to the last paragraph, uh, it kind of sums it up. Um, try changing the burnt out light bulb in your basement before changing the world. That that's kind of a long stretch there, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's huge. Uh, build yourself up along with those in your community. Uh, I I take that as you know going of what would you going off of what you mentioned before the Valhalla project and everything, you know, you're, you're, you're giving back, mm-hmm. you're raising awareness because it is a real thing, not only in the military, but you know, nationwide across everything. It's, it's a huge issue. Something like that. Yeah. Suicide. Yeah. 22 a day. Yeah. It's awful. Totally awful. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, that that's a whole other subject, but totally awful. But give back to your community and make sure that others realize that you're not that they're they're not alone. You know, 
Um, and then this, this, the, the final closeout sentence here, disabuse yourself from the notion that behaving recklessly and irresponsibly while waiting or wishing for the world to burn or break down is anything more than baseline self-pity and infantile indulgence. That's, that's a huge sentence there. Um, really what, what I get out of that, um, you know, I'm a, as, as we both are, we're huge, huge fans of Jocko. Um, you know, that, that guy's absolutely brilliant with, with how he conveys information, how he, you know, constructs his points, how he delivers information, everything. Um, you know, all the books he's written, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's gold. Uh, one of the quotes I got from him is, uh, it's, it's all on you but not about you. So uh, I think that's, I made a mess that up, but basically what it is, is you are responsible. What, what I see out of that is you are responsible for yourself, but making sure everyone knows what you've done is useless. No one cares about what you've done. Mm -hmm. No one gives a crap about, you know, how loud you're screaming, all of your, miles that you've run or all of the you know how offended you are no no one cares at all focus on what you can control yourself okay going back to the analogy i made before stand at the top of the stairs you know look down you know with this last paragraph he's bringing it back to reality here into perspective Focus on what you can control yourself, okay? What you have control of, there's things you do have control and don't have control. Understand those. Correct it and move forward. If if you're offended about something, okay, if you feel upset, don't point the finger, you know, at the people that are offending you. Point the finger at yourself and ask why you're offended. What do you think about that? Uh, the one thing that comes into my mind, yep. and it's a little bit sassy of a remark, if you will. Yep. It, it sounds like a you problem. Mm. It, it sounds like a you problem. That so, offends me. Okay. <laughs> well. And I'm upset. Okay. See, <laughs> that's how I feel about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yep. But, and and they're not. I mean, that that that's obviously not a blanket statement. There, there, there are real issues. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, and, if you messed up, you messed up. Yeah. If you actually like hurt someone, you said like intentionally said mean things to someone. Yeah. Okay. That is a problem that you need to face yourself okay correct you're the reason that they're offended at that point yeah 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 and it's definitely not a blanket statement really what i'm looking at with this is it's 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 kind of a stretch i think he's getting to the point where you know you have to be aware of the little things before you can worry about the big things in your life Mm -hmm. you have to have everything organized you got to have it straightened out before you can really focus on your financial stability, you have to make sure you have a car. 
Make sure you have a way to get to work. Yeah. Make sure you can be stable. So the way that I see this, yeah. the way that I see this whole thing is, well, first try to change in the burnt out light bulb in your basement before changing the world. Uh, that right there is those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yep. Right. So take care of your own stuff before really worrying and diving into other people's. Um, but this analogy that you use about the stairs, mm-hmm. um, it's it's all a maturity thing. And you said it. Take care of the little stuff first before moving on to yep. the big stuff. And you learn that with age. And you learn that with the relationships that you have, whether mm-hmm. they're your older brother or your parents or whatever. Somebody's going to show you or at least try to show you the the right way, if you will. Mm-hmm. You need to take care of these things yep. so that mom or dad has time to take care of the finances. Right. You're right. A, a part of it. Correct. It's that relationship. And as you step into that next role, whether it's a parent or a boss, use your subordinates mm-hmm. and teach them, show them the way. Get uh, your influence from your boss because mm-hmm. he got up there for somehow, right? He knows what the heck he's doing. Yep. And so you need to teach your kids or your subordinates so that when it comes time for, for them to fill that role, mm-hmm. they know what the heck they're doing and they're more prepared than you were. Yeah. Yeah, you have to understand, you know, basically the chain of events, mm-hmm. how it all fits into the bigger picture. Yep bigger picture i like that and really try to get the biggest perspective you can on what's going on Mm -hmm. because if you don't have you know if you don't define yourself through your experiences if you define yourself based on your 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 feelings your whatever you 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 think you're entitled to Mm -hmm. then you're not going to have those relationships at, at all and, and you're not going to be able to live a you know happy fulfilled life chances are you won't be able to live a happy fulfilled life yeah. and it, it you could put on the persona that you are happy but deep mm. in, deep inside you know what how, how you're really feeling correct yeah yep. and and those and you yeah yeah exactly deep inside you have to consciously choose mm-hmm. to address that yeah not with alcohol not with addiction no yeah that's because <laughs> that's that's no dice that's, a, that's that's the whole like that's a coping mechanism that's, burying it to yeah. get away from it and it's 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 never going to no, get better no not at worse. all no yeah for sure yeah but no that's the that's a good way to to tie it out yeah i didn't even think about the whole you know the stairs with being older and everything it's it's true because it takes a long time to understand like if you ask a if you ask a you know 15 year old okay um have you processed past past hurts and traumas they're gonna be like yeah i scraped my knee one time <laughs> you know i mean some of them would say yeah i lost my father or i lost my mother or whatever yeah or like yeah i listened to sad <clears throat> music in bed till 4 a.m right yeah 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 or 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 if you ask like a you know 16 year old female 
in, you know, high school or something, are your relationships mutually beneficial and reciprocal? They're like, they're going to look at you like, yeah, I love my friends. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, this girl, this, or this guy, this, or whatever they're, they don't have that experience to be able to answer a big question like this, nor, nor should they even really have to worry about it at that point. You're you right. know what I mean? Life is kind of, this is, this is going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. But just let me talk through it. For yeah. Second. Yeah. Life is kind of set up so that you don't have to experience more than you're ready for. Like you can't get a job until you're what? 16. Mm-hmm. Ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not going to really know, about um how to process addiction or um how to really benefit from relationships until you can really form them with something that matters Mm -hmm. not not to say that your friends don't matter but um you're not really gonna know what the heck you see what i'm saying yeah 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 Yeah, i know you mean it's like if you as a parent if you tell you know, say say you your son's working at a job, and he wants to say he's working at like a, I don't know like a car detailing place, and he hates his boss, mm-hmm. and he wants to you know move to another one, and he said and 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 you tell him you know don't burn that bridge with your boss because if you try to work at another one, you know in in the same industry or something then that relationship that you just, you know, destroyed is going to carry throughout, you know, your interest in that business. Yeah, there's things so, called job references. Correct. They're going to call your past employer. Yeah, and they might not realize that, though. They might not yeah. prioritize that because mm-hmm. they just want the money to be able to take whatever girl out to the movies, mm-hmm. you know, and apparently that costs 50 bucks now. If any of them are even open, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're only looking at they're they're prioritizing different things. And as a parent, if you try to teach them to prioritize different things, they're living for now. Correct. Yep. That, mm-hmm. but that, that's how they learn is through oh, parenting. Yeah. And, but if you don't say you have to choose, you have to prioritize these things and show them that they have the choice and support them, then they could potentially, you know, not be experiencing everything that they could. Yeah. My, uh, my mom was a big fan of letting me make mistakes. Oh yeah. For the sole purpose that I would learn from them. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect example. Like you just stated quitting a job Mm -hmm. and not looking ahead thinking, uh, I'm going to need money. I need to apply for another job. The past employer information is going to go on that application and they're going to see that I'm a piece of crap. And mm-hmm. I texted them saying I wasn't coming to work. <laughs> I like I'm done. Yeah. They're gonna, <laughs> it's going to really probably affect how, uh, me getting that next job that I need. Oh, yeah. To yeah, take yeah. girls out to the movies. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but you... Your your parents, those around you who are older, mm-hmm. who care about you, are trying to teach you these things. Oh, yeah. It worked. Oh oh yeah, it yeah, worked. exactly. And and you did that because you experienced it. Yeah, I hated that job though. Well, I mean, 
Now, in retrospect, it doesn't matter. It was well, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about it though. Go ahead. So I, it was a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, nice. I worked at. It was a Dunkin' Donuts that was attached to a gas station. Oh, one of those. So you'd have the people come in and like the one by the armory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, oh, it was only two people per shift, and it was kind of a busy one, mm-hmm. but um, I wasn't too good at making sandwiches, so I would make coffees, and normally work the front counter mm-hmm. and when it was time to restock the stuff i would restock the stuff i'd walk across the gas station in the freezer and this fucking guy that i worked with <laughs> would be in the bathroom on his headset taking orders in the drive through <laughs> without asking where i was first i was half the time i was in the freezer Trying to you know get heavy cream back into the yeah for yeah the macchiatos yeah 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 and <laughs> and people got mad and they thought it was me I it wasn't wow. it was I hated that so much yeah and uh, another thing I'm guilty of it was like a half a mile from my house I never walked <laughs> <laughs> you ran right no. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my mom gas money. Wow. Yeah. A whole half mile. <laughs> I gave her like five bucks a trip. She was making out. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. She was making out big time. She's probably fine. I'll drive you five bucks. Well, Hell yeah. yeah. Well, probably know. get free coffee too. Uh, no. No, <laughs> see, they would they would try to pull that trick on me. Working yeah. in the drive. You know, uh, they'd be like, hey, toss me some donuts. I'd say, okay. And I'd bring them out for the coffee. And I wouldn't go back to the window. <laughs> so they didn't even get their coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. Whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the free donuts. I work here. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want the free donuts? You should work here. Yeah. And then I quit. So Via text. I did. And the boss was like, she called me. I didn't answer. She left a voicemail. Her voicemail said, um, hi, this is so-and-so. You're scheduled to work, and it's half an hour past your shift. Just wondering, are you coming in today? So I texted her back. I'm not coming in today, dot, 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 or ever. (laughs) (laughs) Or ever. Yeah, I was playing Xbox with my friends. That was more important to me at the time. Wow. So. (laughs) (laughs) Or ever. (laughs) I was 17. That's how we did it. Yeah, yeah. I had a flip phone. So oh yeah, I had yeah. to press the buttons like seventeen different times to get oh, it. Oh yeah, you know. Wow. <laughs> That's. Anyway, that we got really, really off track there. Well, no, but I mean, you you could see though, your your mom's tactic, I mm-hmm. guess there. Yeah. Because, I mean, she could have you know, forced you to keep the job. She and it probably would have you know. Got a big fight, something like that. Yeah, you know, I don't want to go to work, blah, 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 yeah, exactly. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, just poor communication. Yep. But And then, you know, getting in a fight with the mom before work. Yep. And then dealing with the employees or customers mm-hmm. while I'm in a bad mood. Yep, yep. Just but she she had story. the judgment mm-hmm. to say, all right, if he quits, let's see what happens. Yep. You know, it, it's not going to be the end of the world. He's not going to be out on the streets. He still has a roof over his head. He's not, you know, total piece of crap. But then all your other buddies were joining the military and you just decided to do that. Exactly. So, and then that was, I flanked her. 
Oh right? yeah. So I, wow. I quit Dunkin' Donuts. And yeah. She said, what are you going to do for a job? I don't know. One month later, she's in the recruiters crying because <laughs> she had to sign for me because I was 17. <laughs> Man, that's mean. What lesson did you learn, Mom? Yeah. That was mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my mom. Yeah, yeah. But that totally happened. <laughs> <laughs> One month later, bawling her eyes out. Yeah, my baby. All those tears. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> um anyway, yeah, I had a couple other notes here to kind of close it out, but I think we hit, you know, um some some of the details with with the other comments, but uh overall, um going back to it, uh you know, pulled this quote from uh Peace Love and Meat. It's an awesome page run by uh Brandon Lilly. I think he does it. There's probably some other folks in there too. Um, and then his uh, works with another guy, uh, Mitchell Strength, you know, brought this up. I think he's in South Africa, something like that. Um, he's a trainer, online coach, um, another physical fitness guy. Uh, he likes to, you know, really focus on journaling and prompting you know himself in the morning to kind of do a little mental workout which is kind of cool i think mm -hmm. before the physical workout just to get his mind right what's uh one of his mental workouts so it would be like Does a journal like prompt math no, no 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 it'd be like a journal prompt so he'll you know like every day there's another topic okay where he'll say you know um like what what areas are you uh, choosing to, you know, bury and not focus on in your life mm -hmm. or something like that, where it'll hopefully, you know, get you to scratch the surface of, you know, addressing something oh. or what, what do you find um, most beneficial uh, for all your, like who, who is the most important person in your life and how can you treat them better? Okay. As it, as like a prompt in the morning, you know, he'll, he'll wake up and write a couple, you know, pages about that and then, then train something like that. It's just a good way to get your mind in the right setting, mm -hmm. kind of make it function well. I'm not talking about like, you know, neurons and brain firing and all that crap. I'm just saying in the right mood okay, so that you can go through a physical workout, you know, with a little more ammo fuel. Kind of mental warm up. Uh, I got you. Yeah. So like a mental warm up. So like listening to a podcast on your way into work before Correct. you work out. Correct. Making you think, what would I do in this scenario? Yep. Or do I agree or disagree with this point? Yep. I got you. Yep. Yep. Okay. But it's more like self reflection. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's where I got it from. They're pretty awesome dudes. I, you know, like to stay in tune with what they have going on um yeah figure this is a good one to kind of analyze and walk through uh from from our point of view uh military point of view mm -hmm. um relatively young so still learning still trying to get through it right uh you did have something in here mm -hmm. i know we're kind of wrapping up with this 
but uh, something about a about an ego. Oh, yeah, I think that was at the end. It was. Where was it? Oh yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah, this is going back to the last paragraph here. Um, if if someone's, you know, if you're offended by something, if you feel strongly uh, in the opposing way of someone's comment or someone's outlook on something, not not really offended kind of any point that you disagree with um a couple notes i had here is uh put it put it in context you know does does what you are worrying about does it really matter you know ask yourself that and then if if you say yes you know if it's truly you know you're very passionate about it do you have experience to back up your claim mm. you know have you really seen the issue from all sides i mean you can go the political route here you can go the you know ton of different issues here but logically if you look at it you know do you have the experience to back your claim up do you have facts have you really seen the issue from all sides and then also ask yourself you know can you learn more about the situation and that's kind of going back to, you know, everyone has a job. Everyone has something to offer. If you're a leader of a group of whatever trying to accomplish a collective task, you as a leader, you can always learn more. I don't care if you're an 09, you know, three, four-star general, and you come up to an E3, I guarantee you that E3 has something he can teach you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And along with that, can it be worse? You know, what, whatever you're worried about, whatever's so intense, can it be worse? You know, you have to remove your ego out of the situation, detach. If you, I know Jocko is a huge proponent of detaching. Um, you have to understand, you know, if, and, and then if, if you are wrong, if you do see something that you didn't realize, if you can even get to that point by checking your ego, you know, Correct yourself, understand where it fits into the larger picture, accept it, and understand that, you know, you may not have all of the answers and all of the facts, but you have to make the choice to, you know, suppress your ego, mm -hmm. detach, and be willing to understand, you know, from someone else's point of view, then you won't be, you know, super offended. You won't be worried about everyone else around you. You'll be able to prioritize and preserve those relationships we were talking about before. So I think I have an experience that actually happened today that kind of can help put this into perspective. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so today we were doing uh, training on the new Army combat fitness test. Mm -hmm. And X amount of people were supposed to show up and do the test and then grade the test or grade and then do whichever. Yeah. And um, when it came time for – actually, let me go back. There were so – there was a lot of soldiers there. Mm-hmm. E, E4 through 06. 
and it was really surprising that even some of the higher enlisted ranks mm-hmm. or very high officer ranks mm-hmm. were not putting forth maximum effort and it it i guess i understood why they were doing it mm-hmm. but, you know they thought it didn't matter they didn't want to see where their benchmark was what they needed to improve on yep. or what they could improve on if you know they could pass they don't want to surpass kind of thing you know yeah yeah but what I'm trying to dial down to is uh, there's the event is the three rep max deadlift mm-hmm. and I went for the max. Mm-hmm. And as we were loading the plates up, hecklers from the lanes on the left and right of me were, mm-hmm. were is he serious? He can't lift that. Why is he lifting that? This yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> it does matter. First of all, exactly. It matters to me yep. because I want to know where I'm at and where I can improve. You're doing the minimum. How do you know what you're capable of? Correct. How how can you expect your subordinates to Mm -hmm. train hard if they're not passing? If they see you doing the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. that's not, to me, that's not what you should be doing as a leader. You should be putting forth maximum effort. Yep. And, and um, remove your ego. Uh, that, that comment that you made. When I was able to complete it for the max weight that the test called for, 340, mm-hmm. I put it down. I had the person initial on that score sheet, and I just kept it moving regardless of what everybody else was saying or thinking or doing i just i said thank you and kept it going but it's it's throughout the test i was thinking like dang if he's not trying on the deadlift or these people aren't trying on the deadlift they're not trying on the push-ups they're not really trying on anything else mm-hmm. and they're here because they have to be mm-hmm. how do you get others to want to be there i'm sorry <laughs> How do you get others to want to be there? <laughs> That's a tough question, right? Yeah. How do you get others to do what you want them to do? I I, I don't want them to do I want them to want to do it. Right. They need to want to do it themselves. That, How do you get them to want to do it themselves? I don't know. That I, I don't we 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 have taken this very very long quote mm-hmm. okay and we saw how it reflected on life a little bit and we're reverting back to what we know and that is the military mm-hmm. and what is the most crucial thing with being in the military leadership okay if you don't lead by example, mm-hmm. then those in your unit will not. If you aren't present, yeah. you know, physically there, and I learned this the hard way, if you aren't physically there, then your unit will not respond. 
I guess I said that without knowing I said it. Correct. Yeah. You 100% did. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you are a, you know, up and coming, strong E4, E5, and you're in a line unit, and you, you know, you guys are taking a PT test, ACFT, APFT, whatever, and, you know, everyone's doing it as a unit, but your commander's not out there. Your first sergeant's not out there. Your platoon sergeant's on around. And it's like just the soldiers taking it. Sure, there's a little bit of camaraderie there. It helps. Oh, yeah. But what are they saying? I can guarantee you where where are the PLs? Where's the commander? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to lie. I think that. 100%. Yeah. And that's the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just show up. Yeah, support. Correct. And if you're there, you know, if you're not the strongest person in the world, but you're, you know, motivating everyone and you're trying, that right there will show them that, you know, you're out there suffering with them. Mm -hmm. And shared suffering is probably the other. That's camaraderie. Correct. Mm -hmm. That is what forms that. And that suffering could be... Forms relationships. Correct. Yep. And that that suffering is anything from, you know, we're sitting in this class for six hours and there's no AC in this room to, uh, I mean, we're going through PHA. How awful is that? Or it's 2330 and it's Mm. raining and you're just standing in formation (laughs) laughing. Because yeah, you can't sleep. So yeah. what else are you gonna do? Yeah, you'll be feeling that in a couple of weeks. You're gonna stand in the rain and laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or it could be you know as far like like all the way up to you know I was listening to podcast today about uh, Iwo Jima. Okay, that that's a whole other spectrum of the suck. Can't even relate. Or you know, fighting in the jungle, things like that. That that is. A shared suffering that, you know, I can't understand. Mm. But, you know, what I've been through with the people around me, I don't care how stupid, how um, petty, how small the situation is, shared suffering builds camaraderie. Yeah. 100%. I agree. But, like, physical, you know? Yeah. Like, nice and humid, nice and sticky, nice and crappy outside or it's you know raining and it's 33 degrees and it's pouring and you run a pt test or something like that Mm -hmm. sure yeah let's do it yeah yeah exactly okay but you better believe it if i'm a commander i'm out there with you guys running yeah i'm not doing it alone right right exactly no you know (laughs) but going back to what you said you have to be present Mm -hmm. if you're not present as a leader then you are not being an effective leader. Totally. I, I agree. And like you saw today, those people not trying, you know, their soldiers might not have been there. Them, but they probably were. Who knows? Maybe, you know, two echelons down, their soldiers. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're in their chain of command, absolutely. Yep. Just like, I mean, yeah, you... It's as clear as day. Yeah. It's as clear as day. Mm-hmm. And that that's going back to the whole, well, you know, them 
not prioritizing or not making the conscious choice to realize that, you know, I'm, I'm an 06, I'm an 05, whatever, I'm an E8, I'm an E9, yeah. whatever. And then the excuses start rolling in, too. Mm. You hear them talking. Yeah. I was golfing late yesterday. I had 18 beers. Not really, <laughs> but, you know, one per hole, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's things like that that kind of, like, you knew this was coming. Yep. This test, you knew you were going to be part of this. Event. Oh, and by the way, it came out three months ago that you had to do this mm-hmm. by 1 October, and it is now 29 September, and you just roll into it now. I did it last well, yeah, but you know you're a different group, though. You're you're uh, I'm different. You're qualified. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're, you're 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 qualified. Yeah, it... But I mean, you can look at you can look at this from any aspect oh, yeah. of it. We could probably talk about. Yeah, this you can all day. Yeah, completely. Day. And there's probably a thousand other situations mm-hmm. that we deal with every single day oh, yeah. where we can analyze. You know, all the different types of you know presence and all the different types of attributes, whatever, but correct. Basically how you carry yourself, your presence 100% reflects on what other people think of you, how they judge you and their respect for you Mm -hmm. without you even knowing exactly without you even knowing your soldiers will remember the most random detail that you probably never even knew that you did. <laughs> they will remember it, and that's what they will remember you by. You want to you want 100%. So whenever I grade sit-ups, yeah. I kind of lay down on the side on my hip. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, with that. your knee up. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't realize I was doing it until yeah. one of my soldiers took a picture and showed me, <laughs> and then that's how he – I guess sees me as yeah. the funny guy that's present. And now, I mean, now I do it intentionally. Oh yeah. One, yeah. because it is an effective means of grading. Of grading. Yeah. Yep. But two, cause you know, it kind of puts a little smile on the face of the people. I'm, oh yeah. I'm grading. Totally. You know, yep. you get that guy that's grumpy cause he was told he has to be there, but no, I want to be there. Yep. I want you to succeed. And if you're not having fun with it, yeah, then what's the point of doing it? Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I am cranky yep. because I just drove for an hour and a half to get there for five. Yeah. But yeah. hey, man, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and to get other people to have that same motivation is challenging. And do it's th- it's not going to happen immediately either. Do you think it's – do you think that it's like a, a someone's just – naturally that way or they're just numb mm. and they're tired of it in there you ever, you've heard the saying fake it till you make it right? oh yeah yeah 100% yeah I don't know there's a couple <laughs> ways to look at it I guess you gotta dig down deep inside of yeah. yourself to find that out that's that's <laughs> tough too I mean I kind of believe that you're a product of your environment mm. to, to to some degree too mm-hmm. um, but then on the other flip side of that is like like we've been talking about, you know, the current thread through all this is is you got to choose to do it yourself. And yeah. you got to give a little bit. Mm-hmm. And until you realize, like, how fulfilling it could be, mm-hmm. you may not ever get to the point. Who knows? And, 
And if you don't, cool. Thanks for serving. You know, great. See you on the other side. Yeah. Cool. But those who, you know, do realize that there's nothing stronger. There's absolutely nothing stronger. Just like the, you know, shared suffering. Yep. There, that, that, that's like, it's the epitome. There, there is nothing stronger than going through a certain situation like that and coming out the other side with everyone around you. Oh yeah. That, that forms a bond that is totally unbreakable. Mutual respect, mutual experience. Yep. I I mean, that's like a, like a single mother Mm -hmm. with like, you know, four kids raising them all at once. She meets another single mom, best friends. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and then like you know, carrying those children through those years and years of everything, you know that that bond not only is it family, but it's look what we've been through, mm-hmm. and look what we did oh, to yeah. get here together, and look what the mother sacrificed, look what the, you know, children understand. That has been sacrificed and appreciate it. There, there's nothing stronger than that. Yeah, and I mean you can look at that through you know many different situations but i mean we're kind of getting in, into the rabble hole now with that mm-hmm. but uh the bond you said the bond isn't stronger right like you can't have a stronger bond than mm-hmm. that. true but it all depends on your outlook if mm-hmm. you can move past what happened in your past or are you gonna oh, yeah. let it dictate your future correct and you're that bum now not yep you know you're that unhappy person because you can't let go of whatever happened yeah like you were wronged by one person yeah use it to in your military career and now you're totally jaded and want nothing to do with anything (laughs) you think everyone's a turd yeah everybody yeah Yeah. so you quit and you get a six-figure job (laughs) (laughs) right which which is is a way yeah it's not a preferred method mm-hmm. you know but then you look at it as you know burning bridges mm-hmm. and who are the people that you know because along a road like that there's probably casualties along the way and say something happens you may need to rely on other people oh yeah you yeah. can't do anything yourself mm-hmm. so why would you ever sacrifice a relationship for your own benefit Useless. It's yeah. not a smart thing to do. No. At all. It's it's selfish. It is. You're fueling Very. your own personal agenda yeah. at that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm dealing or I've experienced this a little bit more 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 uh recently, but it's it's a real it's a real issue for sure dealing with you know agendas and yeah. mission focus and teamwork and lead and and it's good because i am looking at it as the way of if if i learn to deal with something like this as a leader then in the future if i come across this again when i'm a battalion commander or whatever i will have the tools to deal with it again I will be able to identify it. I'll be able to see what's going on and deal with it. Yeah. You know, and, and you would have probably dealt with whatever scenario we're talking about yeah. multiple times. 
Oh yeah. So you got a lot of stuff in the tool bag to pull out. Correct. Correct. And and you just have to realize that that's, you know, there's a benefit to any situation. Yeah. And you, you probably can't avoid it. Correct. So you're going to face that one way or another, whether mm-hmm. you, you want to or not. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. But um. anyway, so this, that closes it out, at least for the notes I had on this. Um, trailed, trailed off a little bit more, talk about leadership a little bit. Um, lightly is it related to this. Um, so think we'll close it out here based on this quote um talked about it pretty in depth uh we'll get more into this and things like on the future episodes so yeah yeah i agree uh this sounds like a good place to stop for the evening i'll close this out with some information for the listeners for anyone looking to support or discuss anything that we covered on the podcast we can be reached on instagram at b10 podcast or at b10 podcast at gmail.com this is justin and alex signing off